What do you expect? And I want you to just take a look at Wiley. See, we're talking about miracle money. Wiley quadrupled his income. All he did was clean up his act. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And this is part four of the series called Miracle Money. To hear the entire series, simply go to airjesus.com, click series, and click on Miracle Money. I'm doing the series on miracle money as God has directed me to do because money always has been and always will be a critical issue in our lives. There's just not two, any two ways about it. Not many of us are going to evolve above the need and concern of money. And as this nation, this economy, and this world moves into an ever-growing crisis concerning money, it is more important now than ever to understand the principles of miracle money. Part one was entitled, The Law of Stretching. And God says they can tell how much they are stretching things by how much garbage they have. Part two the law of appreciation. With people, the longer they are blessed with it, the less they appreciate it. Part three, the law of depreciation. All things in the material plane eventually rot. And part four, what we shall deal with today, the law of expectation. That which you expect empowers what you get. That which you expect empowers what you get. Turn to the person sitting on your left and ask them, what are you expecting? Now, I know we have the couple right now. Dion's answer would be a baby. (laughs) But what are you expecting? And what you expect empowers what you get. There is a medicine called an expectorant. And an expectorant is something that you take if you have an extreme cold, if you're congested with mucus. And and what an expectorant does, it causes you to cough up and and to spit out, to expel all of the mucus that clogs your lungs. And as I looked at the word expectation and the law of expectation, my mind naturally ran to an expectorant which basically causes you to spew forth that which is inside of you. Your expectation is a result of that which is inside of you. An expectation is perhaps a worldly term. The the, the religious term for it would be faith or belief. But basically it involves what you think is going to come to you or what will happen to you. It's what you expect. And that's a powerful force because what you expect empowers what you get. The, the lady with the issue of blood who could find no healing as she, she touched Jesus' garment. She says, if I can but touch the hem of his garment. She expected that if she could just touch his garment, 
she would be healed. And, and see, people, when you expect something, it causes you either consciously or subconsciously to move in that direction. I, I noticed that, that the young lady here who we have who is pregnant, she comes to the exercise class. And because she found out that she was expecting some of the exercises she would not do. Because she understood that if she had a baby inside, some of the exercises would not be good for her to do certain abdominal exercises and she was pregnant. When you are expecting something, it changes how you act. You know how it is if you're expecting a check in the mail, you open the box differently than if you're expecting a bill. You just do. When you are expecting something, it changes the very way that you behave. And your expectations empowers what you get. I got an email from England two days ago. It was from a person named J. Bob. And they sent this story to Mountain Wings. And it's real appropriate. And this is the story. Harvey McKay tells a wonderful story about a cab driver who proves this point about the law of expectation. He was waiting in line for a ride at the airport when a cab pulled up. The first thing Harvey noticed was that the taxi was polished to a very bright shine. Smartly dressed in a white shirt, black tie, and freshly pressed black slacks, the cab driver jumped out and rounded the car to open the back passenger door for Harvey. He handed Harvey a laminated card and said, Hi, I'm Wally, your driver. While I'm loading your bags in the trunk, I'd like you to read my mission statement. Now, this is a taxi. This is a cab driver. Taken aback, Harvey read the card. It said, Wally's mission statement. To get my customers to their destination in the quickest, safest, and cheapest way possible in a friendly environment. And this blew Harvey away. Especially when he noticed that inside of the cab matched the outside, spotlessly clean. As he slid behind the wheel, Wally said, Would you like a cup of coffee? I have a thermos of regular and one of decaf. My friend said jokingly, no, 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 I, I, I'd prefer a soft drink. Wally smiled and said, no problem. I have a cooler up front with regular and Diet Coke, water and orange juice. <laughs> Almost stuttering, Harvey said, I, I, I'll take a Diet Coke. <laughs> Handing him his drink, Wally said, if you'd like something to read, I have the Wall Street Journal, Time, Sports Illustrated, and USA Today. As they were pulling away, Wally handed my friend another laminated card. These are the stations I get and the music they play. If you'd like to listen to the radio, and if that weren't enough, Wally told Harvey that he had the air conditioning on and asked if the temperature was comfortable for him. Then he advised Harvey of the best route to his destination for that time of day. He also let him know that he'd be happy to chat and tell him about some of the sights, or if Harvey preferred, to leave him with his own thoughts. Tell me, Wally, my amazed friend asked the driver, have you always served customers like this? Wally smiled into the rearview mirror. No, not always. In fact, it's only been the last two years. 
My first five years of driving, I spent most of my time complaining like all of the rest of the cabbies do. Then I heard the personal growth guru, Wayne Dyer, on the radio one day. He had just written a book called, You'll See It When You Believe It. Dyer said that if you can get up in the morning expecting to have a bad day, you'll rarely disappoint yourself. He said, stop complaining, differentiate yourself from your competition, don't be a duck, be an eagle. Ducks quack and complain, eagles soar above the crowd. That hit me right between the eyes, said Wally. Dyer was talking about me. I was always quacking and complaining. So I decided to change my attitude and become an eagle. I looked around at all the other cabs and their drivers. The cabs were dirty, the drivers were unfriendly, and the customers were unhappy. So I decided to make some changes. I put in a few at a time. When my customers responded well, I did more. I take it that that has paid off well for you, Harvey said. It sure has, Wiley replied. My first year as an eagle, I doubled my income from the previous year. This year, I'll probably quadruple it. You were lucky to get me today. I don't sit at cab stands anymore. My customers call me for appointments on my cell phone or leave a message on my answering machine. If I can't pick them up myself, I get a reliable cabbie friend to do it and I take a piece of the action. Wally was phenomenal. He was running a limo service out of a yellow cab. I probably told that story to more than 50 cab drivers over the years and only two took the idea and ran with it. Whenever I go to their cities, I give them a call. The rest of the drivers quacked like ducks and told me all the reasons they couldn't do any of what I was suggesting. Wally the driver made a different choice. He decided to stop quacking like ducks and start soaring like eagles. How about us? Are you a duck or an eagle? What do you expect? You see, as we expectorate or expel out of our mouths what's inside of us, it tells us whether we are a duck or an eagle. I, I, when I went on No Talk, and I really not talked about the No Talk experience at all, but I went up in the mountains to a cabin and I was there on a lake. I live on a lake. We have geese in our lake. Geese are quiet. And I did not realize how loud ducks were until I got on a lake with ducks. And they're just loud. So I understood what the man was talking about, about quacking like a duck. And when one duck start quacking, all of them start quacking. Have you ever been around a group and one person go to complaining and all of them go to complaining? See, the flock of ducks all go to the same place. So sometimes, people, if everybody around you singing the same song and doing the same quacking, you might need to get on another flock. What do you expect? And I want you to just take a look at Wally. See, we're talking about miracle money. Wally quadrupled his income. All he did was clean up his act. 
Turn to the person next to him. Tell him, clean up your act. All he did was clean up his act. You see, the stuff that Wiley did didn't cost a whole lot of money. He shined up and cleaned up his cab. He got some coffee, some decaf, and the thermos. All the stuff he did didn't even cost a hundred dollars. He had a cooler with his with his. And the biggest thing Harvey that Wiley brought was attitude. So when the customers ran across Wiley, they said, "Wait a minute." I've never seen a cab driver like this. Let me go for a ride in this man's cab. And every time they came to that city, they called for Wiley because he gave them the ride of their life. And the stuff wasn't a whole lot different, and it it wasn't difficult. All it took was a change of mental attitude. And all of the rest of the cabs were sitting around complaining about, you know, with the economy down, the travel is less, folk not driving as much, they're not flying as much, they're not tipping as much. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and Wally decided to change himself into an eagle. But if you change yourself into an eagle, you're going to fly different. And actually, often too many of us were not ducks, we're pigeons. Have the ability to fly. But all you see a pigeon do is walk around with his head going like this. All day long. And they're always looking down. You never see a pigeon looking up. Always walking when they have the ability to fly. And never looking up. What do you Expect. It makes a tremendous difference. It empowers what you get. I recognize that the economy is in a wreck, and I honestly believe it's going even worse. But that has nothing to do with me, because I expect something entirely different. I expect that this year I am going to do better financially than I have ever done in my life, regardless of where the rest of the world goes. But see, I talk different. I don't talk like on a, on a down talk like I'm going to do bad. I talk different. What I expel or expectorate reflects and empowers what I get. There will always be turmoil around you. But you don't have to go there. But you're going to have to shine up your cab, do something different than everyone else is doing, and talk differently. And and the minute that people get in your presence, they ought to be able to feel the difference if you're going to fly like an eagle. They ought to hear your voice, see your smile. Do you, know, do you know what a smile does just to your world? Just a smile doesn't cost you. A lot of this stuff, see, a lot of people say, well, you know, it takes too much investment. That's not much investment. Just a smile. Some folk, do you know just when you look at them, you feel bad? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? When you just look at them. And and it has nothing to do with a natural physical beauty. It has to do with an inside spirit that when you look at him, my my father, that man had more. He said some people, he said some people, they make you feel like as if someone had just poured a whole bucket of honey on you and it was a swarm of flies after you. Do you know what it will do to your value just to smile? But see, people only smile when they're expecting good things to come their way. Just smile. You know, it'll relax your face. Now, turn to the person next to you and smile. And see, they're going to smile. You see, a smile, it's a very small investment. But it says to the other person, I'm expecting something good. 
You know, I'm just expecting good stuff to come my way. I am expecting prosperity. I'm expecting of everything in my world is going good. And everything in your world is not going good. You've got some stuff going wrong, don't you? Sure you do. Everybody does. But there's something about a smile. There's something about a smile. This stuff goes all the way up to your brain and all through your spirit. And it says, it sends out a vibration that I am expecting good things and great things to come to me. Wally handed people his mission statement. And it's something that every person needs to have, personal and corporate. You need to know what your mission is. And you need to know what your statement is. It's one thing I have even with my company. I have a seven-point mission statement. And oftentimes when I go and speak, I'll just speak directly from the mission statement. But the mission statement guides us into where we go. And we cannot deviate from the mission statement. The mission st- And see, Wally's mission statement says, look, I am going to give you the best service and the best cab ride you ever had. Do you know, people, if you can give folk the best ride they ever had, do you know they'll be back? Now, that's a deep statement. But if you can give folk the best ride they've ever had, they'll be back. So while they had people calling him, leaving messages on his answering machine, will you please come? Now, there was a line of other taxis waiting on customers. But they would rather wait a few extra minutes for Wiley than ride in a cab with a sour attitude. A smile says that you are expecting greatness to come into your world. There's just a power of belief and there's a power of faith. And that stuff just goes out. And even when you talk to people, people, be careful of what you're expecting. Cause, and I, I, sometimes when I'm counseling people, I can hear it in their voice. And I can tell that, I can just, oh my goodness, some bad stuff. Because I can hear it in the voice. They're telling me stuff going to go wrong. Pastor, I just, I can't, I just can't, I don't know, it just, I, I said, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, I don't want to be in that cab. <laughs> there is a difference. And see, as you start talking it, you start believing it. And, and I'll, I'll tell even this morning, oftentimes on Sunday, I'll get up and I'll do my exercise in our exercise room. I run on the treadmill. And as I got there this morning... God spoke to me. He said, look, I want you to turn this machine up, turn the incline up, and I want you to run straight for this number of minutes without stopping. I said, huh? I got to go preach. You went, what? And I heard it just as clear. And he kept speaking. You run straight up this hill at this speed without stopping for this long. I said, whoo, whoo. And as I started running, I got tired. But God told me to do it. And anything God has told me to do, I know I can do it. I didn't feel like it. I was getting tired. I was out of breath. Sweat was all down in my eyes. But anything God has told me to do, I know that I can do it. When I got to the halfway point, I was beat. But I hollered out in an empty room, I'm halfway. No one was there. But I, sometimes you got to talk to yourself. David said he encouraged himself. Now, people may think you're crazy, but that's all right. At least you're going to have a smile on your face. I I had to talk to myself. I'm halfway. See, some of you all are halfway right now. But the problem is you got got another half in front of you to go. 
but you're getting tired, you sweat it, your muscles, and, and your muscles will tell you, I, I can't make this. Your muscles, it would feel so good if I could just quit. How many of y'all ever been in that situation? And it would just, it would feel so good if I could just quit. But when God told me that, and when I pressed the start button, and when I turned that incline up, and when I turned that speed up, I did not expect to stop. I said, Lord, I know what you're giving me. This is going to push me to my limit. But I don't expect to stop. In the exercise class, we, we have a young lady there, and she's concerned about me, and I appreciate it. She comes up to me after, she said, Pastor, you don't have to push yourself that hard. And you know what I tell her? I said, I haven't even begun to reach my limit. <laughs> See, it depends on what you expect. And it depends on how you talk. And, and we even saw it in the class, even with the men. And, and, and Ringo and Ken would be pushing the men sometimes. I remember when I, I said, men, we're sounding like wimps in here. We got to sound like the Incredible Hulk. And the men start saying, oh, and, I, and they begin to make a different sound. They begin to expect different, and their muscles even responded to what their minds and voices expected. What are you expecting out of life? Whatever you expect, it empowers what you get. And, and, and the more I began to talk to myself this morning, and I was tired, I really was. And, and, and actually, when I got here, I was drained. I was sleepy sitting there before I got ready to preach. And I was asking, I said, Lord, I said, why did you have me to do all of that? Why this morning? And he said, I want to show you something that when you have run out and when you are out of energy, I can step in. And I have now I have now have I looked drained and weak and I was sleepy before I got up here. But I expected that if God told me to do something, he had a purpose. He's never led me anywhere in vain, even when I don't understand it. And I expect, see, even when he'll take me down a dark alley that I can't see the end of, I expect that everything's coming out sunny. I expect something's going to be all right. I expect to do well. I expect he's going to protect me through everything that I expected. And that which you expect empowers what you get. So, people, it makes a difference. What you expect. You're going to hear a whole lot of stuff. You're going to see a whole lot of stuff. It's coming. That, there's no question about that. It's coming. But people, your destiny is going to depend upon what you expect. It's going to depend upon what you believe, but you're going to have to be like Wiley. See, Wiley could not expect his income to quadruple, and he kept driving a dirty cab with the same attitude. Wiley had to do something. So when you expect something different, you have to do something different. Don't expect you're going to get this. You're going to keep just doing the same stuff. Expectation. When you are pregnant with an expectation, you change behavior. What do you expect? People, God has some great stuff for his people. But until you realize it and until you claim it, you never get it. Some of you haven't gotten any better because you don't expect any better. You wake up in the morning thinking things are going to go bad. You go to bed at night thinking things are going to bad. You get in a new relationship thinking they're going to do you wrong. And they do. They do you worse than the last because you expected it. 
What you expect empowers what you get. Put a smile on your face, joy in your heart, a pep in your step, and claim to the Almighty God, Lord, I expect that your blessing shall pour upon me as I do what you have instructed me to do. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. I feel good. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask C. Elijah to close us out today. Amen. Praise God. What a powerful, powerful message. Amen. 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 We thank God so much for all of the richness of that word. It was a timely word. It was a, it was a divine word. I feel it was a God-breathed word. It, it, uh, it just breathed the life of God right into us. Some of us were worn out. Some of us We felt defeated. Some of us felt weary. Some of us were slipping down that slope that he was talking about. And it was just a thing to lift us up, to brighten us up, to turn us around, to throw our shoulders back and put a smile on our face and change our attitude and change our outlook on life and change our actions. So we thank God. Give God another hand. What a blessing. Praise God. We thank God so much for that and it just energizes us and breathes new life into us. And we are truly, truly, truly grateful. You are listening to AirJesus.com and TheOnlineWord.com. This was the fourth message in the Miracle Money series by Nathaniel Bronner Jr. This message was number 5425 and called The Law of Expectation. That's 5425. The next message is number 5426. To listen to the entire series, click series on airjesus.com or theonlineword.com. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.